Check, check. Two, two, sibilance, sibilance. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> Birds flying high. You know how I feel. Hank. Sun in the sky. You know how I feel. Hank. Breeze drifting home by. You know how I feel. Hank. It's a new year. It's a new decade. Hank. It's a new podcast for me. Hank. And I'm feeling. Hello, 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 hello. Good. Yeah. What are you doing, Hank? I'm singing it just like a new. You know, I'm feeling good. It's a new year. It's a new decade. It's a new, new thing. Okay, take the echo off so I can understand you better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought I'd sing a little thing for, for, for the fans. For the fans? <laughs> for your fans or for my fans? Well, you know, I think that most of my fans, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they like you or not, but, you know, I think I got a bigger fan base. You <laughs> You've got a bigger fan base than me. I mean, look, I that's fine if you do. I don't care. I'm not about, you know, like followings and all of that. I, I enjoy that there are people that like what I do. And I, I so love and appreciate my fans, but it's not a competition, Hank, really. Nobody's, I didn't, you know, well, okay, now I kind of look bad, don't I? Yeah, you kind of do. So you won that round. Yeah, I did. I didn't know it was a competition, uh, and I was saying, I'm not trying to argue, but anyways, go ahead. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Hank. Yeah, Happy New Year. I'm feeling good. No, okay, don't, don't sing anymore. Good. All right, you just couldn't help yourself, could you? Well, it is a new, it is a new decade. I feel as though I haven't done a podcast since last decade. <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy. Hello, and welcome, everybody, to the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. It's called Talking to Myself, because that's what it is. It's me talking to me about me. Geesh, boy, I sound like an egomaniac. Just kind of. But uh, no, no. See, it's because I'm a voice actor in Hollywood. And what we all do is we create characters with our voices. And we we live in this little padded room most of the time talking on microphones. And that's what I'm in. I'm in my home studio. I call it the Jat Studio. And if you've been on my YouTube channel, if, if you know about my YouTube channel, please subscribe. If you have not already, just click that little subscribe button. Well, you know, it doesn't cost you anything. It's all free and you get to see videos, but you'll see there's, uh, in fact, there's videos on there where I give studio tours and I give a tour of my home studio and such. And so I'm here in my little padded room talking to myself and that's why I thought I should make a podcast. And I did that, uh, ooh, gosh, now two years ago because it's 2020. So back in 2018, I started podcasting, which is amazing. It does not feel like it's that long. It's actually not two years. It's really only been one year, but it, because it's 2020, you can say two years. But yeah, it's only been a year that I've been podcasting. Just over a year. Yeah, well, why not go for the two years, 2020, 2018, 2020? Well, I, 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 because it's again, I don't need to, I don't need to, you know, pad things or puff things up, Hank, like you do. You got me again, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Man. Okay. So welcome everybody. I hope everybody's having a good year thus far. I am. So what did I do? Wow. Um, I'm, well, let's bring in Mr. Announcer Guy because it's a new it's a new year, but we don't want to change the way we do the show. So, oh, Mr. Announcer Guy. Oh, yes, James. It's a new year. It's a new decade. And I'm feeling good. Yeah, well, you're singing it now, too. 
I love that song. Feeling good, by the way. Uh, that okay? Who originally sang it? Hank, do you know? I mean, I mean, I mean uh, Michael Bubbly. Michael Bubbly. <laughs> Michael Bublé. Yeah, Michael Bubbly. <laughs> no, he actually was, was certainly not the first one to sing it. That song, uh, Nina Simone, I believe, was the first one to sing it. Oh my goodness, Nina Simone. If you don't know Nina Simone, go on your little Spotify or your iTunes or whatever and look up some of her music. Man, it'll knock your socks off. If you like the blues and you like uh, R&B, I mean, which I love, whoo, boy, did she know how to sing. She, she was such an amazing talent. But Michael Buble does a version of it, yeah. And it's really uh, fantastic. I love, I love the Michael Buble. Don't you love the Michael Buble? If you don't, you're saying no right now and you're going, yeah, James, I'm sorry, but you can't deny the uh, awesome power of Michael Buble's voice as a, as a performer, as a singer, as a, as a person, uh, from what I know, from friends of mine that know him, he's a wonderful individual. And I listen to his music quite a bit. In fact, I will say this because the holidays have just ended and Mr. Announcer Guy, you're patiently waiting to introduce the show. We'll get to it in a second, but that's how we kind of do it here. If you're new to the show, welcome. I tend to just ramble on with my various characters here uh hank who's the uh, show's engineer and billy the intern hey billy oh yeah yes mr james you got to go on and tell your story because you get off on tangents well my the whole story was how i was off on a tangent but yeah so uh around the holidays here we listen to a lot of different christmas music and i will have to say michael buble's christmas album is one of my all-time favorite albums just altogether uh for christmas great great album his version of jingle bells whoa it is so great i'm a big fan of like the the old 20s and 30s and 40s music and stuff too. And uh, he's got, who are, the gal, who are the gals? Let me see. Michael Buble, Bubbly. Bubbly. Michael Bubbly. It's not Bubbly, it's Buble. The Papini sisters. The Papini. Pap, Papini. I hope I'm saying that right. The Papini sisters. My goodness. Go to, uh, you know, your computer or whatever, your Spotify, your iTunes, whatever, and listen, uh, all this, the, the holidays are over, so it may feel weird listening to Jingle Bells, but if you haven't heard it, listen to Michael Buble and the Papini sisters singing Jingle Bells. Woo! That is fun stuff. All right. Anyways, Mr. Announcer Guy, it's a new year. Why don't you uh, introduce the show uh, in your new old way? Yeah, man. Oh, oh should we, do we, do, should we do like new music for this year? Hey, Jerry, the music man. Jerry, so uh, we got Jerry, the music man. He's kind of a, speaking of oldies, uh, 40s kind of radio guys, Jerry, the music man is an old 40s radio guy. Yeah, James. Hey, can you give us uh, some, what if we did some new music for the new year, for the new James Arnold Taylor podcast for 2020? It's 2020 vision. Because we've been doing the same old music, which is, well, play that one. Yeah, which I love. That's great music. It's a, uh, Yeah. But what if we had something new for the new year? What do you got, Jerry? How about this one? Ooh, I like it. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, it's a new year for a new James Arnold Taylor's Talking to Myself, the podcast. The Jetcast, even. You turned into, like, Snagglepuss. It's the Jetcast, even. Yeah, man. And now, here he is, the same guy that's doing all the voices you're hearing... Including this one, James Arnold Taylor! Well, I like that. I like that new music. Thanks, Jerry the Music Man. You got it, James. Thanks, Mr. Announcer Guy. You got it, James. Thanks, Billy. I don't know what you did. Oh, you got it, Mr. James, sir. Just James. Just James, sir. Mr. James. 
Just James. Just James. Okay. And thanks, Hank. What? <laughs> you just be you, Hank. You just be you, my friend. Welcome to a new James Arnold Taylor podcast. Boy, so many things happen at the end of the year, at the end of the decade, 2019. In the decade of 2019. That's what it feels like, you know. Um, and now we have 2020 vision. Kind of weird. You know, when I was a kid, I grew up in the 70s and 80s because I am 50 years old. I was born in 1969. I was born in the last year of the 60s. So I can say I'm a 60s kid, but a child of, of the 60s to a degree. Uh, but that's the interesting thing is that 1969 was really kind of an amazing year to be born because, you know, that's when they walked on the on the moon just a couple days before I was born, by the way. Uh, Woodstock for all the big music fans and the, the hippie kind of culture and all that stuff. So much happening in the world back in 1969, 50 years ago when I was born. And now here it is, 2020. And when I was a kid, I don't know if I ever really thought about I'll be alive in 2020. Like, you know, that that's, you know, within my grasp. I was, yeah, I was thinking about it. It's like, it's weird because it sounds so futuristic. You know, because 2001, A Space Odyssey, the movie, when it came out when I was a kid, that seemed like it was going to be, you know, forever uh, from then. And, and you know, we'd be in space and it would be all sci-fi. And it's like nothing. It's I mean, you know, we got iPhones, but which is great. But, <laughs> and there's a ton of, you know, we got electric cars and all that stuff. But it's not like the movies guessed it. It's not like Back to the Future even guessed it, right? But uh, it's pretty weird. It's pretty fun. So here we are in 2020. Do you do New Year's resolutions? I don't um, I don't really do New Year's resolutions. I don't. I don't. I, I really don't give much thought to it. Here's what I do do. He said do-do. <laughs> I, um, I wrote a book a few years back called JAT365. 365 Daily Inspirations for the Pursuit of Your Dreams. And I wrote it because I was tired of all of the negativity on social media. And you know what? I'm still tired of the negativity on social media, but the book has really done well. In fact, several of you bought it for Christmas. I know that for Christmas gifts. I know that because I get my little report from Amazon that says, you know, how many copies were sold. And I put this out on my own. I didn't, I just made it all on my own. I published it on my own. I didn't go through any publisher or anything. And I have a lot of friends that go through publishing and stuff. And, and maybe I should have done a publisher because then it would be, uh, available in bookstores and everything. But so many people have been so kind to go to amazon.com and buy the book. And I am just so grateful for that. And I just want to say thank you. And the reason I bring it up is because it's a new year and the, the book is 365 Daily Inspiration. So a lot of people start their year by reading my book because it starts day one. But now I personally did not make it a calendar one. A lot of devotional books, you know, that are like daily readers will start January 1st, January 2nd and, and go on through the year. I did not do it that way because I wanted people to be able to, I'm holding the book. I don't know if you can hear. Um, I did not want people to feel like they couldn't start the book. You know, some of us are a little OCD, a little ADHD. And if it's January 1st, I don't want to start at January 1st. I made the book so you could, because I don't necessarily always stick to those things. Like I got my Bible app and there, okay, there's just one thing that I, I was going to say hate, but I, I try not to say hate this thing that I strongly dislike about the Bible app. I love the Bible app, 
but this one thing that I strongly disliked. <laughs> Is that better? And I actually contacted them once and told them, please consider taking this off. And you know what's funny? They actually made it to where you can move it. So I don't know if they listen to me. A lot of times people listen to me on social media when I say stuff. So it has a counter on there, on the Bible app. Do you know the Bible app? It's a great app. It's got every translation you can imagine of the Bible. It's got daily little scriptures. It's got devotionals. You can do It's really a wonderful, wonderful free app. I highly, highly recommend that you get it. The one thing I don't like about it is it has this counter on it that tells you how many days you've opened the app in a row. And then if you haven't, it starts over on the counter. And it bums me out because I try not to be on my phone every single day. But now I'm so kind of OCD about it. I make sure that I get on and I open that app so that little counter doesn't go back to one because I I hate that. (laughs) So my book, Jat365, was made just numbered day one, day two, you know, 365 days. So you could set it aside for a week if you needed to and then get back to it. You could you don't have to do it every single day. I realize that people can't commit to that. Now, sometimes that helps somebody. If somebody is a little like, you know, OCD about it, it's like, no, I've got to make sure that this year I go through this every single day and really get it right. And in that regard, I think that's wonderful. I do. But oh, by the way, are we drinking water? It's a new year, but I haven't stopped with the drinking the water. Come on, let's all drink some water. On the James Arnold Taylor podcast, I am looking out for you. I want you to breathe deep. Okay. So I didn't even get into this. Usually we start the podcast with that. Some nice, big, deep breaths. Let's relax. You got your earbuds in or you're listening on your phone or you're listening in your car, or you're listening on your computer, or you're listening just hanging out at home, whatever, on your computer screen or your Apple TV, whatever it is that you're listening, wherever you're listening. You know, the James Arnold Taylor podcast is available on iTunes, on Spotify, on Amazon, on YouTube even. It's on my YouTube channel. So I don't know where you're listening, but I thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you give it a good rating if you're on iTunes. Give it a five-star rating and give it a nice review. I'm going to read some reviews later from people that have written nice reviews uh, on iTunes. And YouTube, there's comments, a lot of comments on YouTube. I'll go back. Maybe I'll go back and look at some of the comments on YouTube and stuff too. But let's all drink some water. Ah, that's good water. So here's the deal. Water is essential to life. If you're new to the show, here's my other suggestion. If you're new to the show, I suggest going back to episode one and starting from there because I do kind of progress in this. If you're just jumping into this podcast, welcome. You're, you're more than welcome to do that. You're more than welcome to do that, but you may be a little lost on who's Hank and who's Billy and who's this guy and who's that guy. And what's the story with this? And what's the story with that James and the progression of this podcast, because I started it back in way back in 2018 (laughs) when I did, I didn't fully know what it was going to be about. Another thing I did, which was really interesting, I think I've talked about this before. I did some, I did four episodes that will never see the light of day that I just recorded for me to try to figure out what the show is about. And a lot of the stories in those ones I took and put on to this show. But those were my workout versions of the podcast of if I was going to do a podcast, what would it be about? What would be on it? And that's how I developed the characters. Mr. Announcer Guy and Hank and Billy and Reginald, don't call me Reggie and Jerry, the music man and all the other various Mr. Announcer Guys, Mr. Announcer's br- Announcer Guy's brothers, George. Hey, jo- we haven't had them on the show in a while. Hey, George. Yeah, James, it's great to be here. Well, that's because you're the feel good announcer guy, aren't you? I sure am, James. And doesn't it sound great to just sit back, relax, and listen to the James Arnold Taylor podcast? Well, yeah, it sure does. 
And then your older brother, Charlton. Well, yeah, James. It's great to be here on the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. And then his younger brother, the youngest of all the Mr. Announcer Guy's brothers, Jake. Yeah, James. I'm here. And this is the Jackass. Very intense. A lot of different characters on the show. So I recommend going back from the beginning, but here I've just kind of reiterated it all, so I guess you don't need to. (laughs) Anyways, we want you drinking water on the show. We want you breathing deep on the show. We want you to relax. I want you to get into mindfulness. What is mindfulness? Mindfulness is forgetting about thinking about the past or the future, but living in the present. Feeling, you know, if you're sitting down right now, just think about that. Feel what the seat you're sitting in feels like. Feel what it's like be driving in the car with your hands on the steering wheel. Feel the the air conditioner or the heater on your face, you know, as it blows there. Or just feel your present environment. Breathe deep. Hydrate your body with good, clean water, not a bunch of sodas or coffees and all that. I mean, that's fine. There's a time and place for it. But when you're listening to the Jackcast, you're drinking your water, okay? And we're just relaxing. You know why? This world is hectic enough. You don't need more hectic stuff. You need some time, an hour or whatever, however long the show ends up being here today. Just relaxing and listening to stories, hopefully laughing, hopefully learning a little bit, hopefully being inspired and feeling good about yourself. There's one thing that I I will say. So I'm a voice actor. I'm just a person in Hollywood that just, I'm just an actor. I'm a character actor. That's what I do. I create characters with my voice and, and my body as well. I do on-camera stuff sometimes. I, a lot of people saw me in the Kenobi short film that Jamie Costa, my buddy Jamie Costa did, and it was a lot of fun. I'm going to talk about that in a little bit here because we had the premiere of it and it, it's shown now. People have seen the movie. I play the bad guy Legus in it and... Um, just had a blast, and the response has been very good. A lot of people really uh, enjoyed my performance as a bad guy in the Kenobi film. A lot of people thought it was weird that I wasn't playing Obi Wan Kenobi, but it wasn't my movie. It was Jamie Costa's film. Of course, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play that. And it, it, I was just blessed to be involved in it. You know, that's the real thing. Maybe someday I'll play Obi Wan on camera in some way. Well, I actually I did. You know what? That's funny. I already played Obi-Wan in a fan film. I forgot about this. In J.C. Reifenberg's fan film called Hughes the Force, I play Obi-Wan Kenobi. So you can see that one online. I believe it's on YouTube. Uh, search for Hughes, like John Hughes, H-U-G-H-E-S, The Force. It's a very funny combination of John Hughes movies and Star Wars. And it's great. And I play Obi-Wan in that. So there you go. If you want to see me as Obi-Wan on camera, there you go. Anyways... Uh, off on some tangents, but that's really kind of what the show is about, isn't it? So we're breathing, we're relaxing, we're drinking water, we're, we're being mindful of our time and our place of where we're at. Do you meditate? Do you, do you relax? Do you get that time? If not, that's what I want this show to be somewhat for you. I want it to be a place where you can reflect, you can think, you can relax, you can be mindful. Because this life is crazy-go-nuts. It really is. <sighs> isn't it nice relax? You know, today my family is at Disneyland, my wife and my daughter. They go to Disneyland. They have season passes, although the season passes are ending at the end of this month. And we're debating whether or not we're going to get new season passes. They're very expensive and it's just, you know, it's fun. They go quite a bit. But then there's also this pressure to go all the time. And so, you know, there you go. And But oh, on the Disney note, so they're there today. And that's why I'm recording today. We're, normally the podcast comes out on Wednesdays. It's, it's out today on Friday. I'm recording it on Thursday. But... 
Uh, and that may kind of vary. In fact, over the next few months, uh, for those of you that are regular listeners to the show, it may not come out every single week. It may come out every other week. It may come out once a month. It just depends as I've, I've got a lot of things going on right now and I want to make each podcast count for you. I want to make it great. I want to make the stories that I'm telling good. I'm also kind of rethinking some of the things I'm going to be doing on the show to where, you know, I named it Talking to Myself originally to tell the story of me. And I love taking everybody's letters and comments and all of that because I'm a people pleaser. I want to make sure everybody's heard and I want to read your letters and we'll read some letters here later on the show. But I also am thinking of doing some versions that are really just telling you all a little more of my actual story of how I grew up and where I came from and what I, how I became a voice actor. I've told these stories in various forms here and on my YouTube channel in, in jet drives and different things. And in my stage show, I tell some of the stories, but I want to use this. I've been inspired by uh, a fellow podcaster, musician, celebrity named Charlie Peacock, who is just a wonderful musician and producer and writer. And I found recently that he and I have a very similar story with regards to some issues that we've had with our brains. Uh, crazy enough. And I, I tweeted this not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. If you follow me on Twitter, it's at Jat Actor, at J-A-T Actor. And you can follow me there. And I, I tweeted uh, uh, his podcast, and I highly recommend you listening to it and telling he tells his story of his adrenal glands uh, getting stuck. And I've had the same thing happen. Very long story, very big thing. Where it affects your brain and all that jazz. And it uh, is very hard to get past without the proper care. And I know that we are not the only two people on the planet that have had this happen. So I wanted to, I, I wanted, uh, I want to tell more of my story of that so I can help more people because I think a lot of you may be struggling with things and having a hard time with life. And some of it you may feel is your fault, but all of it, I have to say, is a part of a plan and you can get past it and you can move forward. And the biggest thing is, is to not condemn yourself. Okay. This is, this is not about like this kind of very current feel goody. You can do anything and just believe in you. And it's about you over everybody else. Not that that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there are things that happen and there's things that can happen to us that are out of our control, especially when we're younger, which is certainly my story that affect who you become as a human being later in life as an adult. And some of that is due to stressors and things that happen to the brain when it's young and it's trying to figure things out and it doesn't get a chance to grow properly due to traumas as, as in concussions or traumatic circumstances and that's why I'm a big advocate of learning about meditation and brain stuff and brain mapping and neurofeedback and all of that because it's all been very helpful to me. Mindfulness, meditation, these things are so important. Reading various people from Norman Vincent Peale, Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, who wrote The Power of Positive Thinking, to current folks like Joe Dispenza, who again, he's he's more of a, I think he's a Buddhist and stuff. I'm a Christian. I, I don't believe the same way he does, but I really believe in the science that he gives in his books because he's a neuroscientist and uh, he knows his stuff. And, and that's the whole thing is, is God created the brain and the science of it 
And the science doesn't change whether you're, you know, an atheist or a Christian or a Muslim or a Buddhist or a Jew or whatever, Gentile, whatever you are. The science can't change. The science is the same. God made it that way. That's, that's my belief. And so I love reading about these things. I love learning about how the brain can change and modify and you can create more positive brain waves and brain mapping for yourself and overcome things through positive thinking, through meditation, through mindfulness, but also through things like neurofeedback, eating right, acupuncture, relaxing, you know, just all this stuff. There's so many things and there's so many people that are overloaded right now. And if you were overloaded as a child and your brain never actually formulated the proper things because it was stunted by trauma, then you got to know it's not your fault. Okay. And you can get past it. And I want you to get past it. And I want to help you. How? Just by being me and just by telling my story and just by being here, just being here, telling stories, letting you know you're not alone. And letting you know, I believe in you. I say that all the time on this show and I mean it. And I'm seeing the power of it through social media where people are thanking me. I've seen a lot of you writing me thank yous for the episodes where I've gone on about how much I believe in you. Because I believe in humanity. I believe in the power of humanity. I believe in the power of love. And I know that if we can find love and acceptance of ourselves and our faults and who we are and what we are, as well as others and forgive them and move past those things and try to find reconciliation in our lives, even if somebody else isn't willing to or if they're no longer around. You can find reconciliation and, and such. And so often a bit of a tangent here, but it's to say that some of these stories in my life, I'd like to start sharing on the podcast a little more in a different way. So the podcast isn't going to change so much per se, but I may just get into interviewing myself really. And maybe Reginald, don't call me Reggie, who does the interviews usually on the show. In fact, well, let's bring in Reginald. Hey, Reginald, don't call me Reggie. Yes, James. How are you? Happy New Year. Cheers. How are you? I'm doing quite well, James. Thank you very much for asking. I'm fascinated by what you're talking about. Yeah, so Reginald, for the folks that are new to the show and they haven't maybe heard you before, you're the one that kind of does the in-depth questions for me on the show and talks to me about various things and asks me probing questions about my life and such. And I was thinking that perhaps on some of the upcoming shows, we'll sit down and have more of an intense talk about me and my life. I love it. Right, right, right. I think this is great. I think this is a wonderful opportunity. I look forward to it. All right, Reginald. Thank you very much. Go back to whatever it is you're doing. Were you drinking tea or something? You're British. And so I guess that's what you do. Stop it. Just because I'm British doesn't mean I sit around and drink tea all the time. All right, well, what were you doing? I was having some tea. (laughs) Pip, pip, cheerio. See you later. Right, right, right. Cheers. Cheers. I like that. Cheers. I like that. You know, I don't... (laughs) This is off on another tangent. I don't have the nerve to say cheers all the time because I'm not... British, although, you know, my, uh, my background is, is British, English, uh, Irish and Scottish mainly. Um, but that's, uh, that's, that's, and then some Italian on my mother's side, uh, Serbian and Italian on my mother's side and on my father's side. And I think, but I think she also, I probably had some English in there as well, but on my, my father's side, English and Irish and Scottish. Um, so, which is great, man. I love it. 
And uh, so there you go. But I, I never have the nerve to go cheers to people, although I love it. I love cheers. I think that's a wonderful thing to say as you're leaving or what have you. So lovely. Anyways, uh, the James Arnold Taylor podcast is what you're listening to. I'm going to have a little more water. Ah, that's good water. Yeah, right now on the show. Oh, you know, I'm going to sit down and I got my sit stand desk here. It's made by Argosy. And I love it. And I'm going to sit down now because I was standing the whole time. I'm a little tired. So my family's off at Disneyland today. So I thought I'd record an episode. And there's so many stories I can tell you here from the, the, the new year we went. So the Kenobi fan film came out. If you haven't seen it, go to YouTube and search for Kenobi fan film. And you'll find it. Jamie Costa. It's on Jamie Costa's page. Or just search for Jamie Costa. Subscribe to his channel. If you have not subscribed to Jamie's channel, subscribe to it. He's got great videos on there. He's an amazing impersonator, character actor, performer, comedian. Uh, just brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant young man whom I just love dearly and think the world of. And I can't wait for other chances to work with him in some ways, maybe at some point in life. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I would love it. I would love it. Okay. Here's how it all came about. My buddy James Burns told me about Jamie's film. And so I sent a little email and said, hey, good luck with that and tweeted about it and all that jazz or whatever. I tweeted. I didn't email. I tweeted. And and then they invited me to be in the movie. So I got to be in the movie. I got to be a bad guy in it. And it was great. Legus. And... The premiere, so they had they had like a little red carpet premiere, which was really great. It was the weekend after the premiere of Rise of Skywalker, which was fun. So I had two Star Wars fan or uh, films that I went to, which is great. And this weekend, I'm going to Disneyland. My family's at Disneyland today, but I'm going to Disneyland this weekend with my wife and daughter for the casting crew or the the folks that worked on the Rise of the Resistance ride. And I get to ride the ride. And you may go, well, James, why are you riding Rise of the Resistance? Do you know about Galaxy's Edge at Star Wars Land, as we call it, at Disneyland and Disney World? And now Rise of the Resistance is opening here in Disneyland. It's been open in Disney World for a few weeks now. And so the cat is out of the bag that I am the voice of Lieutenant Beck in that. And he is a Mon Calamari. And Lieutenant Beck sounds like this. Welcome. And so I, I had a wonderful time coming up with a voice for the Mon Calamari that is known as Lieutenant Beck. It's kind of, um, he's like a cousin or something to uh, Akbar. It's a trap. So I gave just a flavor of that, a flavor of Akbar, but it's actually, you know what it is? The voice is really John Hurt. Do you know John Hurt? John Hurt was the actor. He was in uh, Hellboy and all of those. And I, I did a lot of his doubling. And so basically I'm kind of doing a John Hurt impression. I love doing that voice. It's just a fun voice. If I could talk in this voice all day, I would. You know why? It's just, it's more fun. It's more fun than my own voice, you know? Yes. And uh, so I will get to see my own character come to life as an animatronic at Disney's Rise of the Resistance this weekend, before it opens to the public, they're allowing me and all the folks that worked on the ride to go and ride it. And I can't wait. I hear it is the most technologically advanced ride on the planet. And I am just so blessed beyond belief to be a character in this ride. Thank you. Thank you to the folks at Disney, the kind folks at Disney. Here's how it works. 
I, I get a call or an email or what have you from my agent about this, that they want me to do some scratch dialogue for it. Scratch is a term we use in voiceover to where a lot of voice actors do scratch stuff. So I am scratch for a lot of famous people. In other words, when they're not able to do their voice, I come in and I do it. So like for an animated show or a game or a movie, I will come in and do the initial voiceover as them in their voice. I do it all the time for Jay Baruchel for How to Train Your Dragon. So I would come in and I would voice Hiccup and all of that. And so because I am able to kind of do the acting the way that he would, and then they can animate to that, and then Jay will come in, and then he'll do his voice. That's scratch. Now, when I replace them, that's voice doubling. So the difference is scratch usually never gets heard. So if you do scratch voice, it, it means it's a template, you know? And so I scratch for a lot of people. Johnny Depp, Hugh McGregor, Michael J. Fox, David Spade, uh, Shia LaBeouf, Jay Baruchel, Christopher Mintz-Plasse, Justin Timberlake. But I also double for them, too. And so that's the way it kind of works. John Hurt, I did a lot of stuff for John Hurt. And so Disney asked me to come in and scratch some dialogue for this new ride, Rise of the Resistance, because I've done other little voices for them on other projects and such. And my dear friend Brian Nevsky, who is really responsible for me getting my SAG card, my Screen Actors Guild union card, 20 some odd years ago. So thank you to Brian Nevsky. He hired me back years ago for Disney's California Adventure when they were doing that, which I've mentioned this story before. But... So they called to say, can you do some scratch for Rise of the Resistance, this new ride? And I said, sure. I don't even think it was called Rise of the Resistance at the time. I don't know what it was called. Or if they just had a, you know, fake name for it, because that's what they do. You know, a working title. So they bring me in and we develop a voice. And I do, and I was like, what if it was, you know, kind of this? You know, they told me it was a Mon Calamari and this was the first voice. I, I thought, well, it'd be a wonderful chance to do my John Hurt, you know. And it's, it's a little... It's a little Akbar. It's a trap. There's a little of that in there. And I thought, okay, it's kind of homage to him. What do you guys think? And as it turns out, as it happens a lot of times in things, and this is, see, if you're a voice actor and you're like, oh, I'm doing scratch on stuff, do not fret. Scratch can turn into an actual job as it did for me here. I did it and I gave it my all as I performed it. I didn't just go in going, well, this is just going to be scratch. So who cares? I won't really act it out right. I won't put much energy into it. I won't really developed a character I'll just kind of voice it so they have a template you know to to animate to no I thought I'm going to give it my all with the hope that they would end up getting so attached to it that they would keep it and that's exactly what happened now it certainly doesn't hurt that they hired me uh the actor that has been in, uh, an actor that has been involved in Star Wars for 18 years now nearly two decades voicing Obi-Wan Kenobi and Plo Koon and various other characters because that's a nice little side story for them. Now, nobody's nobody's done any any side stories on it yet, which is a bummer. Uh, but um, but it'd be fun because I, I, I think it'd be a great story for one of these blogs about Disney. It's like, did you know that there's a secret, you know, voice in, in Rise of the Resistance that Lieutenant Beck is actually Obi-Wan Kenobi and Plo Koon? And Johnny Test! Whoa! <laughs> Nobody would ever guess that Johnny Test and Lieutenant Beck are the same person. Or Obi-Wan Kenobi, for that matter. Or Jedi Master Pro Koon. It's totally awesome. 
See, that's the beauty of being a voice actor. You get to be all these various characters. So I went in, I did scratch for them, and it turned into a real job. So this was like two years in the making that I was voicing all this stuff. And I'm so excited that this weekend I get to go and actually ride the ride. I hear it's amazing. I've watched videos of it. I've watched other people's reactions of it. I know my dear friend Ashley Eckstein uh, got to be uh, one of the folks that did it, and there's a video of her riding it out in Florida. So it'd be fun. It'd be fun if they actually let me do something like that. But, uh, you know. I don't know. I just am uh, grateful that I get to go and take my family on it before everybody else because the lines are going to be insane for that. And it would it would take me probably a year to get in there and get on it. So it's nice that I get to go. It's very kind of all of them, the Imagineers and all the folks at Disney. So I'm very grateful to all of them for allowing me to do that. So that'll be happening this weekend. I'm excited about that. But uh, I was talking about the uh, Kenobi uh, fan film and the little premiere of it that we did a couple weeks ago and I went there and Jamie was there and they had red carpet they had troopers there they had droids there they had all sorts of folks and my buddy James Burns came out and then wrote a lovely review of of it and all the folks that were in it were there and we just had a great time it was so fun to watch it on a big screen and a very good friend very sweet uh, Jet Lucas George Lucas's son Jet and his lovely 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 lady Mary came along and they watched the film with us. And then we all went over to my buddy J.C. Reifenberg, who made the fan film Hughes the Force that I was talking about earlier. He has a club called Scum and Villainy, which is, it is a, I don't want to say it's a Star Wars bar because it's not. It's a, it's a cantina in the vein of Most Eisley's Spaceport. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. You must be cautious. So it tends to look a lot like Mos Eisley's cantina, but it's not necessarily just a Star Wars cantina. They've got other things there. It's a lot of fun. And so it was just walking distance, one block from the Dolby Theater we were showing the Kenobi film in. So we all watched it several times. They did several screenings because it's a 15-minute film and uh, showed it to many different people, the press and fans and the people that were in it and such. And and Jet Lucas came, so that's George's son. And Nathan Hamill, which is Mark Hamill's son, came out. And it was just lovely of them to all come out. And and, and Nathan and his lovely lady, M, who is who is a, a social media folk, as well she's all over the instagram and and the twitter and all of that stuff too you can follow m at uh, it's em at e-m-h-a-r-r-i-s-s you can follow her she's a singer songwriter creator very lovely and all these folks came out helped us support the film watched it and then hung out at scum and villainy cantina afterwards for drinks and food and stuff like that and then I went home and uh, hung out with my family, which was lovely, as I do, and spent the rest of the year hanging out with my family, my wife and my daughter. We didn't do much. It was a nice, quiet Christmas and New Year's. We had some friends over. We had a couple of friends over for Christmas and New Year's, which was nice. Just very quiet, very simple. We don't do a lot. We don't have a lot of family either that... Uh, is close by or that we do things with ever. So it's just the three of us. And I, you know, I got to tell you, I, a lot of people have family and stuff. I, I envy that. That's lovely. It's lovely when you can have the big family gatherings and stuff. I think that's neat. Really only done that about once in my life with my family. We had my, all of my family over one year 
uh, many years ago, probably about 10 years ago or more. And uh, my brother and my sister and their kids and my mom and her husband and everything uh, there. And that was uh, lovely of all of them to come out. We did that once, but uh, we generally we don't. And Allison, my, my lovely wife, her uh, sisters or one of her sisters doesn't live here locally and the other is, is a little farther out. Everybody's is spread out. So we just don't we don't have the ability to all just get together and such. But, uh, you know, I envy folks that have the big family gatherings and all that. I think that's lovely. But it was just the three of us. And we and rather than doing a bunch of gifts this year, we decided we would write letters. This was my idea. I said, let's start a new tradition and let's write letters to each other because it's not about, you know, we, you know, look, we're very blessed. We're very blessed in so many ways. God has blessed me. And I, so pretty much if I need something, I budget for it, I save up for it and then I get it. So it's not like Christmas is like a time where I need to get a bunch of things, nor does my daughter or my wife. So we got each other each one big gift that we knew we really wanted. I needed a new pair of running shoes and my wife needed a new watch because somebody actually stole her watch one of the last times she was at Disneyland with my daughter. Isn't that terrible? It was uh, strapped to her backpack and in line, somebody undid it and, and stole it. Yeah, I mean, I guess that serves her, shows her, <laughs> don't just attach it to your backpack. I don't know. She took it off because it had gotten wet on a ride. And so she did the, you know, just around one of the loops on her backpack so she could glance at it. But yeah, the best we can figure out, because it couldn't have fallen off, it was, you know, really latched well, was that somebody kind of pickpocketed her backpack and took her watch. So I got her a new watch. And then we gave my daughter, my daughter got a few more gifts. We got her, uh, we got her several different little gifts and fun little gifts and clothes and things because, you know, she's a kid. Well, she's a teen. She's not a kid. She's a young lady now. And we did that and that was fun. But the letters were each of us writing what what were some of our favorite moments with each other throughout this last year and what are the things that we love about each other and such and so it was just lovely we started this new tradition and i can't wait to continue that on and to look back when i'm an old man in my life and read all the letters that we write to each other it's it's so it's a fun new tradition we started here at the taylor house and there you go. Uh, so we did that. We had some food. I do all the cooking. So I made some lovely, lovely food for everybody. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We did. We hung out. We watched some movies. We watched some Seinfeld. We get all the screeners because I'm part of the Screen Actors Guild. And so I get a lot of uh, screeners. And now they're all digital screeners that you load into your uh, Apple TV, which I really like. I think that makes it easier. So what did I watch? I watched my favorite by far. Well, we watched, let's see, we watched uh, Bombshell. We watched Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. We watched... Um, Judy, which was my favorite out of all of them, the Judy Garland story, uh, Renee Zellweger playing Judy Garland. She did a phenomenal job. She got my vote. I'll tell you that. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was also one of my favorites, uh, Quentin Tarantino, very bloody, very, you know, uh, crazy in that regard. I know some of you go, Ooh, that's too intense for me. Uh, kind of violent and stuff, but I, I can look past that because I love Quentin Tarantino's filmmaking and Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio were fantastic in it. And it was uh, just a, I, again, I'm a child of the 70s and 80s. And this was set in, well, I think it was set in 1969, the year I was born. So look at that. So it had a lot of meaning to me because he recreated things so well. And it it tells a, a very tragic story with a, with a twist. Uh, because it's it's based on some true things, but it's or it's inspired by some true things. But I it, I don't want to give anything away. So, anyways, uh, I really enjoyed that one. 
We watched that. We watched, uh, what else was in there? Well, Rocket Man was in there, but I had already seen Rocket Man when it came out in theaters, the uh, Elton John one. And there was, oh, gosh, what were the other? Uh, there was a couple that aren't even worth mentioning. They weren't, they weren't very good. Um, but uh, the only one I have not watched yet is Harriet, which I'm looking forward to watching. And, oh gosh, one of the, oh, I watched Joker. I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I know many of you listening probably enjoyed Joker. I found it to be incredibly disturbing. Joaquin Phoenix is a, a phenomenal actor and I'm of course a huge Batman fan, but it was, it was a little too heavy for me. It was just a little too heavy for me, a little too much for me. But uh watched that one on my own. My wife did not watch that one with me. And uh, the one we also, we really liked was Just Mercy with Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. Man, that was a good story, inspired by a true story. Everything's inspired by real stories nowadays. Uh, and it was uh, a tragic story in that regard, but also uplifting because uh, because it's it's got an uplifting uh, note to it. I don't want to give things away, but it's based on a true story. So there you go. But uh, So Just Mercy, we really enjoyed. Judy, we really enjoyed. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we really enjoyed. Went through all those movies, watched a bunch of them. I know I'm forgetting stuff. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I, you know, I liked it. I liked it. I didn't love it. I loved the documentary on Mr. Rogers because I'm a huge Mr. Rogers fan. In my life, if I could be like Mr. Rogers and inspire people the way he did, boy, howdy, would I love that. And so I, I thought Tom Hanks did a great job of playing the character of Mr. Rogers, but... I, he wasn't Mr. Rogers. No one can be Mr. Rogers, you know? Mr. Rogers was Mr. Rogers, and that's why he was who he was and, and, and affected people the way he did, is there really is no other Mr. Rogers. I could never be Mr. Rogers. Only he could. So I thought it was, it was a nice story, a nice telling of, of a, a true event in kind of a fictional way. But I thought, if you really want to know about Mr. Rogers' life, rent the documentary, Won't You Be My Neighbor?, that, oh my goodness, that is a beautiful story of a beautiful man that that changed the world, absolutely changed the world. And uh, boy, boy, would I love to be able to do that, change the world in a positive way like that. So there you go. Hey, speaking of changing the world, I think it's time to take some emails. Ooh, there's that music. Hey, Bob. Bob, 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 Bob. Hey, Bob. What you doing, Bob? Bob, Bob, Bob. <laughs> you know what? If you listen to the show, you know what I'm doing there. Anyways, hey, Bob, how are you? Happy New Year. Ooh, and dibbity dee and dibbity doo. Happy New Year to you. You made a little rhyme there. Oh, oh yeah, and dibbity dee, yes. Bob, we've got a lot of emails to go through. But, you know, I also was talking about, Bob, I was talking about reading some of the reviews uh, that are on iTunes. Why don't I do that real quick? Oh, and dibbity dee and dibbity doo. Yes, that sounds good. That's a good idea. All right. I'm going, I'm on my phone here. I'm going to look up reviews. Let's look up some reviews. There were some new, there were some new f- reviews. Let's see. This one is from Bunny Wall. <laughs> says, chat. So we're, I'm so, uh, for everybody, uh, before we get to the emails that people do, and we'll explain how to do that, I am reading you. Some of the people have gone to Apple iTunes podcast or podcast, Apple podcast to listen to my show. If you're listening on Apple podcast, thank you. Please give me five stars. Please, please. 
please, it just takes an instant to click on that five stars and write me a nice little review if you want, and I'll read it here on the show as I try to read through all of them. This one is from Bunnywall, says, Amazing. Jat's podcast is amazing, capital letters. It's fun, funny, and will lift your heart. I love it. If you need that little push or that hug, this podcast will do it. And then and then they put, hello, 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 hello. <laughs> I love how all the fans of this show have taken to you, Hank, and your hello, hellos, which is just you testing the microphone because you're an engineer. Yeah, that's why I, I tap on the microphone. Hello, hello, hello. Testing, testing. Hello, hello, hello. Wait, all right, stop it. Okay. This one is from Griffin, a.k.a. Griffy Lamps. Okay. And says, incredible. James always has sort of a mini TED Talk. Well, that's really nice. You know, I did a TED Talk years ago. Did you know that, Griffin? Or Griffy Lamps? I did a TED Talk years ago in in Seattle, Washington. I did. And I had a great time. And you can see it online. It's on YouTube. It's on my website. If you go to jamesarnoldtaylor.com and you look at the video links, I think you can find my TED Talk. I did a TED Talk there. And uh, says, uh, yeah, it's like a sort of mini TED Talk. That's so kind of you to say. He never forces his religion on anyone as a Christian. I know that not everyone has the same beliefs as me and James, but he always considers the feelings of others demographics. Happy Thanksgiving. Best wishes for you, your wife, and your daughter. Thank you, Griffy Lamps. This one's from Ali Fitzgerald. It says, a funny, entertaining podcast that's full of humor and heart. Jat offers inspiring advice and a unique and diverse cast of characters and an exclusive look at the world of a voice artist. Voiceover artist, I should say, sorry. It doesn't matter if you are a fan of Star Wars, an aspiring actor, or simply someone in need of encouragement, this podcast has something for everyone. That is, that, thank you very much. You know, I think that that's the thing. As a people pleaser, I try to cover all bases. So I try to start this show with a little humor with my characters, and then I try to, midway through, I talk about some serious things, and then uh, by the end, I read your letters, and uh, some of them are serious, and some of them are fun, and some of them are about pop culture, some of them are about voiceover. I try to give you a little of everything, and maybe that's confusing, and maybe that's weird, or maybe that's wrong to some people. It's kind of been the curse of my career, and I say it curse, not really a curse, it's been a blessing. Ah, Drinking water. Drink some more water. Come on, don't forget. But I've been kind of the because I'm I'm five foot four and about 120 some odd pounds, little guy that does big voices like The Simpsons, Family Guy, and Bob's Burgers coming up next on Fox. Been that voice for 18 years now. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Fred Flintstone, a bunch of other characters, right? Yet still small and can do these things. People don't really know what to do with me a lot of times. They go, gosh, well, is he this? Is he that? I can't put him into any one specific note because he does all these characters. And sometimes that's a blessing for me and sometimes it's a curse because, you know, people don't know what to do with it. And the show is kind of the same thing. It's a mix of so many things that some people may just go, well, I just want this. I just want it to be, you know, a, a, a spirituality show and Christianity show, or I just want it to be a comedy show, or I just want it to be a Star Wars show, or I just want it to be, you know, a, a pop culture show. And I try to, because if you were hanging out with me, I talk about all this stuff and that's what I want this show to be is basically an hour, hour and a half of you and I hanging out because in this day and age, we get that. We get that due to social media and podcasts and all this stuff that you get to hang out with some of your favorite celebrities and actors and people. And I'm blessed that you would consider me that if you're listening and you consider me that And you're part of my fellowship. I call it the JAT fellowship. We are all part of a fellowship. So I just, I'm very thankful. I'm very thankful. I'm going off on a tangent. Let's read. This one is JAT number one fan. (laughs) It says best podcast ever. A simple five-star review. That's very nice. 
Jake Reedy says, very inspiring and always fun to listen to. Thank you. Uh, WG Director says, this podcast is truly a must listen for anyone looking to laugh, be entertained, or uplifted. Thank you, James, for sharing your characters and more importantly, your heart with us. Well, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. WG Director, I wonder what you're a director of. Uh, This one is from Adrian Mully. Says, James is not only a great actor, but an even better person. Wow. Thank you very much. He makes you feel like you are with an old friend. See, that's what I was just talking about. That's what I wanted to see. This comes as no surprise to fans of Jat. I recommend that everyone listen to this podcast, then listen to it again, and then repeat as often as you want. (laughs) That's very sweet. Thank you so much. And then, uh, let's see. uh, This one is from Disney Missy. Says, I started listening to the Jatcast when you first started because I adore you as Clone Wars Obi-Wan. I haven't listened in a while because of life. I listened again this morning and I had no idea you were a person of such deep faith. I'm Catholic and while I've never fallen out of the faith or love of God, I've allowed myself to become wrapped up in the negativity of the world and the expectations I have for myself. I was listening to today's podcast and it's like God wanted me to remember to be gentle with myself. Thank you for the positive you're putting out into the world. All my love, Melissa. Thank you, Melissa. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, this one is from Stravis672 says, James is such an amazing and talented guy. The voices are amazing and hilarious. And I love when he talks about his faith. I always look forward to the Jatcast every week. And another one says, Noah88 or Naoa88 says, Jat is funny. <laughs> okay. That's a simple one. Uh, this is an amazing show. This is from Author Girl 28. It's an amazing show that I anxiously await every week. I have been a subscriber since episode one and I have been loving it ever since. Everything for, uh, sorry, I, I have new glasses prescription I'm trying to read here. Sorry. Everything from his voices to the comedy to the people James has interviewed to talking about his faith and more, this man and this show has it all. Even when I'm feeling down, this show always manages to cheer me up. It's roughly an hour of nonstop fun with a glimpse into the amazing man's life. Thank you, James, for all the comedy laughs and more. May God continue to bless you, your family, and your friends. Oh, thank you so well. And so thank you everybody on uh, iTunes for writing nice reviews. Those are some of them. I read those every once in a while. I read them just so you can hear your stuff there, not so I can sit there and, you know, fill myself up with uh, my ego. But, you know, it's nice to know that you affect people. And so Bob, who's patiently waited here. Hey, Bob, 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 Bob. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, you, uh, you people can go to jamesarnoldtaylor.com and click on the chat show link and then pick a topic in the choose a topic. That's right. Got to choose a topic, Bob. Oh, yeah. And doobity-dee and doobity doo And then you can choose the Jatcast podcast and send Jat a letter, an email. And that's what we're doing now. We're going to look through some of these. A lot of folks sent me some uh, wonderful, wonderful emails. Many, many uh, various emails from many, many wonderful people. So thank you all very much. Let's read some of them, Bob. Bob, what do you got here? Oh, yes. Indubitably, this one is from this one is from Kevin in the U.S. All right. What's Kevin say, Bob? Says, uh, hello there, Jat. I am an I'm on episode eight of the first season of the Jatcast. It was probably 15 years ago that I lost my faith. At the time, I was actually an assistant youth pastor, and the actual youth pastor was making things difficult by making me do things he wanted me. He wanted more than what I felt God wanted. I'm very sorry to hear that, Kevin. I unfortunately uh, can say that I know what you're going through or what you went through back uh, 15 years ago there, because I have dealt with things like that with the church many, many years ago. It's a long story for another time, but uh, 
I do know what it's like, and that's why also I think that I really try to make this show something that just shows you a fly-in-the-wall look at a person of faith, of Christian faith, that believes in Jesus deeply and is grateful for the grace that God has shown me and understands that people are fallible, myself included. And it's, it's about God. It's not about us manipulating God or God's word or making others believe a certain way. It's about a one-on-one walk with him. And so I'm really sorry to hear that. I know there's more to the, the letter, Bob, but I just want to say that if a lot of what made you lose your faith was from another pastor that you were working with, uh, just just know I feel your pain in that. I went through that with, uh, with someone as well, with a pastor that I uh, was at a church at with, and I was the as- uh, assistant pastor, the associate pastor. And I myself was, and uh, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of heartbreak when people, you know, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of politics involved in, in churches, but it breaks my heart to think it would make you lose uh, faith in God. So please, please know that God loves you no matter what. And um, yeah, his people are broken. You'll never find more broken people than Christians probably because uh, especially folks that are really trying to walk the walk because they are so broken and then some are just manipulative too sometimes so i'm really sorry anyways i'm sorry bob Uh, go ahead and uh continue on with kevin's uh letter oh yes it says listening to your podcast the one that you said actually came out early i believe it was episode four even though it's been over a year that it was out it spoke to me and i'm really thinking and rethinking my life and i wanted to tell you thank you that that does my heart so good kevin yes look just know your faith is for you and God. And whew, I'm getting quiet here. I want you all to know this is the stuff where normally on a podcast someone would hit the stop button and they would collect themselves. I can't do that because I've made a commitment here to show you all the real me and reading Kevin's letter it breaks my heart that things could get in the way. People and stuff could get in the way of any of us with our, our faith and our walk with God. And I'm not, I'm not blaming anybody on that. I'm saying it just, uh, please just don't give up on God, Kevin. You can give up on people, you know, forgive them. You don't have to reconcile with them, but you can forgive them with your heart because we're human and we're sinful. But don't give up on God. Please don't ever give up on him because man, oh man, does he love you. And that's for all of you. That goes for all of you. He just, he just loves us. Okay. So thank you. So what else, what else does Kevin say, Bob? Oh yes, it says on a lighter note, I want to, I want to know that I love the podcast and I'm a huge Clone Wars fan and I'm actually a 501st member, a TIE fighter pilot. I just love the mix of Star Wars, spirituality, and comedy that you do. Again, only on episode 8 of the first season, but I'll burn through the episodes as fast as I can. Since this is a New Year's, oh, since it's New Year's Eve, he wrote it on New Year's Eve, Bob. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I wanted to tell you Happy New Year to you and your family and thank you for the blessings you've given me and what you said. Oh, and one more thing. Hello, 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 hello. Oh, that's supposed to be like Hank. 
Yeah, yeah, you got to say it like Hank. Can you, hey, Bob, can you do an impression of Hank saying hello, 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 hello? Well, uh, well, Hank's right here. Yeah, it's okay. I want to, I want to, I want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear, I want to hear Bob's do my, by, uh, by, by, uh, by uh, hello, hello, hello. Yeah, okay, what he said, hey, uh, Bob, Bob. Okay, let me try, let me try. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that. Kevin, oh my goodness, Kevin. Thank you for your email. Kevin is AKA Stinky Tauntaun. <laughs> I don't want to know why you're called Stinky Tauntaun, Kevin. Anyways, I, I just love the honesty. This is what I love about the Jatcast. So many of you folks sending me beautiful letters and some, you know, you've been very kind. You'll say, if you don't want me to read it on the show, because it's too personal or something, you say, please don't read this on the show. Just know I've been reading all those. I get your emails. I don't always respond to everybody. Uh, and I don't have a thing set up, which I could do that sets it up. Like once you send me an email that goes, you know, thank you for replying, you know, stuff, because I just feel like that's impersonal. I want you to all know I get all the emails and I read them. I read them all. I read them all. And if I haven't responded to you, I'm so sorry if I haven't responded. If you've written one and you want a response from me, I try to respond here on the show. So we've got a lot. We've got a lot of them backed up and I'm trying to respond to all of them because they take a lot to read and I want to answer them and I want to talk about them. It's like Kevin's uh, story here. I, you know, I, I love that this show can be giving him a, a new lease on his walk with God. And I, I, I thank you, Kevin, for entrusting the show with, with that, because, you know, again, I can only say it so many times, uh, but people are broken. People will disappoint you. I may disappoint. I have disappointed people. I know because I've gotten some emails from people that, you know, are like disappointed by this, that, or the other. And if I say, like, I give a review of something or I talk about something and they feel it was negative or whatever, and I never hear back from them. And I feel as though, I guess I've lost those people. You can't please everybody, but blessed are you when you were reviled and persecuted for my namesake. That's what, what Christ said. He said, you know, if you're, if you're walking the walk and you're talking the talk, you're going to offend some people and some people are just going to be bothered by you. And I, I don't ever want to do that. That's the problem. I just, I don't want to offend people because I feel as though you can always walk through and talk through things, but I, you know, but I, I, I can't, you know, and I have to go more to what Christ said of you will offend people, James, but I, gosh, I, uh, it just bugs me. And it's something I'm trying to work through my own thing. You know, I'm trying to work through that, try to get past that. Because I also understand how hard it is to not be heard. And so it breaks my heart if somebody is, isn't heard. And so I always try to even engage people that are mean to me. There's a lot of people on YouTube and stuff that will write me things and they'll be mean. You know, you're stupid, you know, this and that. And it's just like I try to engage them. And go, I'm sorry you feel that way. I, I'm, I'm praying for you and stuff. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to just, you know, engage. So I'm off on a tangent again. I'm sorry, but. Uh, Kevin, it just touches my heart that uh, that you've entrusted me and uh, you you would listen to the show. So thank you. You're on episode eight, so this is you know episode forty two. So you you've got a ways to go before you get to this one. But when you finally get to it in the year twenty twenty five, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> then you'll know that I responded. So there you go. Thank you, Kevin. All right, what else have we got here, Bob? Bobo, bobbity, bob, bob, bob. Oh, yip, 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 yip. yip. Let's see. Oh, this is a fun one from Jordan in Australia. It says, Dear James, in one of the previous episodes of the podcast, someone made a hypothetical situation of what it would be like showing a smartphone to a more primitive human. That's right. I was talking about that. 
Well, an idea of my own hypothetical situation is to show a Middle Ages or Stone Age person an air conditioner, and I wanted to hear your thoughts and maybe even get Fred Flintstone to react to an air conditioner as weather manipulation is one of the concepts in the game I played called Just Cause 4. An air conditioner is basically manipulating temperature in a specific area. Regards, Jordan. Okay. So, Jordan, you want Fred... This is just a fun one. You want Fred Flintstone to react to an air conditioner. Well, let's bring in Fred. Now, see, many of you may not know that I've been the voice of Fred Flintstone off and on for many years now for, I don't know, a good 12 or 13 years on various things. And uh, so uh, Fred is uh, one of my alter egos, so we can bring Fred in here to talk to me. on the. Hey, Fred Flintstone, come on in. Yeah, but Damon too. Uh, yeah, how you doing there, uh, James? So, uh, Mr. Flintstone. Yeah, you can call me Fred. Okay, Fred. Yeah, but Damon. Okay. Um, Fred, you're a caveman. You're prehistoric. You're you're more primitive. Well, I don't know what all that means, but it sounds like an insult. No, 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 no. You're fine. You're fine. Anyways, um, I was wondering, you know, on a hot day here, it's not hot right now because it's winter, but we turn on the air conditioner. Do you know about the air conditioner? Air conditioner? What's that? Well, okay. It is a device that manipulates the weather, as our friend Jordan has just said. Manipulates the weather. That sounds a little uh, crazy. Cuckoo. Uh, yeah, so, well, okay, so I'm going to turn the air conditioner on. We brought one in. I'm going to turn it on here just to show you what happens, okay? Billy, hit that switch. Oh, yes, sir, Mr. James, sir. Yes, sir. just James. Mr. Air Conditioner James, sir. Okay, I don't know what that means. We'll flip the switch. Okay, here we go. Boy, it's, uh, it's a little loud. Yeah, well, air conditioners, they make noise because they're... It was, but, but, give it a second. Put your hand in front of it. Put my hand in front. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, but damn do. That is cool. That'll be helpful out there in the quarry, in the rock quarry where I work with Bonnie. Yeah, you could strap one of these air conditioners to one of those uh, big old dinosaurs you got in the back of your uh, cab there, and you can cool it off. That's not a bad idea. Maybe I'll take it with me. Well, you're going to need, like, Doc Brown to take you back to the prehistoric age because I don't know how you got here. How did you get here, by the way? You're a caveman. I, I don't know. I got no comeback for that. I'm making this up as I go along. Yeah. <laughs> I really should write these out, shouldn't I, Bob? Oh, indubitably, yes. Okay. Well, thanks, Fred. You can take that back um, and uh, take it back with you to the, the rock quarry and work on it. And uh, yabba dabba do. Yabba dabba do to you too, James. Have fun talking to yourself. <laughs> Bonnie! All right, so Fred Flintstone visited us. Thank you, Jordan. There you go. That's just kind of a fun one. So we try to kind of mix it up. We got some some uh, serious emails, then we got some fun emails, and we got some. What do we got next, Bob? This one's from Justin in the U.S. slash U.K. All right, Justin, what do you say? It says, "Hey, James, I was so glad to hear you read my email in res- in episode nineteen of the Jackcast, and was indeed over the moon." Well, awesome. Okay, yeah, I guess you know, I guess I read one of your emails before. In that email, I mentioned that I was a young author that was almost a year ago now, and I'm happy to say that my book is finally published on Amazon. My writing takes me to a place like no other. I create worlds and kingdoms, battles, characters, etc., and I enjoy it so much. That's awesome. You really inspired me to keep persevering with my writing, and I really appreciated that as I was going through some hard stuff. Your podcast has really made an impact on my life, and I want to thank you for that. Well, thank you, Justin. I'm so glad to hear that. 
As a fellow brother in Christ, I struggle to find podcasts that are clean and are actually fun and enjoyable to listen to. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, again, I I try to not make the, this is I guess you could consider this a a Christian podcast because I'm a Christian, so by default, and I talk a lot about my faith, but I try to just make it a fun one, so I'm really glad to hear that. Thank you. However, your podcast is very hard to wait for, and I eagerly listen to it on a Saturday morning. Well, that's good. You have like your day, your time to listen to it. My question is this. Which Star Wars actor really impacted you when you met them? Thanks, Justin. And then P.S. Here's a link to my published book if you want to check it out. Uh, so, yeah, hey, everybody, go to Amazon. Let's check this out. He sent a link. Justin wrote a book. It's called The Burning Rings, Heir of the Ring, The Journeys of Jason Cosmos, book number one. It's by Justin Cullen, okay? So if you're on Amazon, if you're looking for stuff and you want to support people in the JAT Fellowship, because we're all part of a fellowship here, go to Amazon.com and in the books, look up The Burning Rings. And it's book one. It's in the midst of ancient Greek history, one courageous soul seeks answers but his mysterious about his mysterious past. Death, power, and peculiar destruction seem to follow Jason Cosmos. It's a good name. However, when he and his brother Adrian get drafted into Alexander the Great's army, Jason learns more about his past, his family, and the ring that was handed down to him from his father. Ooh. Could the ring be the reason for all the pain and death from Jason's past. Look at that. That's, oh, see, it sounds good. That's a, and he's got a great cover there. It's very mysterious. And this, uh, this is, this is good. Good for you, Jason, Justin, Justin. I was going to say Jason because that's your character, Jason Cosmos. Sorry. Um, and so, uh, the, the, uh, the burning rings, check that out. But, uh, so, uh, to Justin's question is which Star Wars actor really impacted me when I met them? Boy, I have met I've met so many Star Wars people because uh, hosting Star Wars Celebration and Star Wars Weekends, I, I've i met more than I can even name. I, I mean, I, I, there's some folks that were, you know, behind the scenes, puppeteers and, and voice actors and character actors and costumed actors, as well as all the ones we all know, like, you know, Peter Mayhew and Anthony Daniels and Ray Park and Daniel Logan and... Jeremy Bullock, Ahmed Best, my goodness, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Frank Oz, so many people, George Lucas. I mean, you know, I guess you would have to say George Lucas was the biggest impact because he's the creator. He's not the actor. He's not an actor, but, you know, he's the creator. Uh, Which Star Wars actor really impacted me when I met them? I would have to say, you know, I mean, all of them are just so wonderful. They're really such wonderful people. There's Billy D. My goodness, I could I could go on and on. Ian McDiarmid, Ian has has been beautiful and lovely and wonderful. Hayden Christensen is is just been fantastic to meet. And then you've got all of my castmates from Clone Wars, Matt Lanter, who's one of my favorite people on the planet, Catherine Tabor, who is also one of my favorite people on the planet. I, you know, these are just dear dear souls to me, and they impact me in many ways. Ashley Eckstein, uh, Tom Kane, D. Bradley Baker. Phil Lamar, Jim Cummings, Nika Futterman, Corey Burton, legendary Corey Burton, Clancy Brown, Sam Witwer, Anna Graves. This is it's amazing. It's amazing all the people that I got to work with on Clone Wars, and they impacted me in so many ways. And then all the people from the films that I've I've got to work with and meet, and and just so many wonderful people. Uh, I definitely think that you know Carrie. Fisher and Mark Hamill had huge impacts on me in meeting them. And, and Ian McDiarmid, the, the emperor, uh, certainly had a huge impact. 
J.J. Uh, Abrams. I've met Kathleen Kennedy. I've met uh, John Boyega and Oscar Isaacs and Daisy Ridley. I've met all of them. Uh, I've got to work with them on things, not necessarily together in the same room on, on the bigger names there, but we're all we're all in the Rise of the Resistance together. I'm in all three of the films with them. But to really say the people that I've sat down with one-on-one, uh, Frank, Frank Oz has certainly made a huge impact on me. Uh, I'm blessed to know him. I'm blessed to work with him and blessed to be able to call him friend. But I, it's kind of hard to answer. It's like, you know, what's your favorite character who impacted me the most? Gosh, they've all impacted me. I, I see, I would pick Frank because Frank's work from day one for me as a human being, you know, growing up watching Sesame Street onto The Muppet Show, which formulated so much of my comedy, and then into his directing films and things, affected me as a, as a comedian, as a writer, as a creator, as a ventriloquist, as a as a actor, as a character actor. Growing up with all of his stuff and it being so part of, and I got to tell him that. So I, I, I think Frank probably had the biggest impact on my career and my life. And Mark certainly is a, a second runner up there because Mark Hamill, you know, because he's Luke Skywalker for so many years, you know, uh, knowing him in that regard. But uh, yeah, that's great. It's a great question, Justin. Thank you so much. Oh, Bob, we are getting so close to the end. Do we have time for uh, another one? What do you think? Oh, let's take a look and see what in DVD and DVD do. What do we what do we have? This one is from Adela in Slovakia. In Slovakia, that's amazing. Yes, it says, "Hey James, it's me again, your 15 year old fan." <laughs> we've 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 gotten uh, emails from Adela before then, I guess. I really enjoy your podcast. My favorite character is probably Billy, but I like Hank, Bob, and Mister Announcer Guy. Ooh, he likes me too, and Mister Announcer Guy too. Please say hi to them all for me. Okay. Hi, guys. Hey, how you doing, Adele? Hello there. Hello, hello. No, hello. Hello, Adela. All right, great. It says, a lot of times I, I've had a bad day when I return home, I start listening to your podcast, and it makes me feel better. Many times, it's helped me fight with some difficult situations. I'm thankful for all of your advice. I even have tried the deep breathing and positive thinking. It made me calmer and more hopeful. That's wonderful. I'm so glad. And you're 15 and you're, you're taking these things on. Look, you learning to do the deep breathing and the drinking of the water and the meditating and the just being peaceful and finding those times to, to address your own stress that way, Adela, that's, it's really going to help you in life. I'm so grateful to hear that. It says, I wanted to ask your advice. The thing is, I always have trouble finding friends. But one day I did find a boy who was the best friend I've ever had. We did everything together, but last year he went to high school and I'm still stuck in middle school. I've lost contact and opportunities to talk to my best friend, and I also nearly lost all the contact. He hasn't got any social media. Also, his school is really hard, so it's impossible for me to get there and he has a lot of studying to do, so he really doesn't have any free time. Only time we talk or see each other is at a local church in town. But I live in a different place, and I miss him so much. I miss our friendship and all the crazy things we've done. I need advice on how to deal when someone important in your life nearly disappears. How can we deal with sadness and loneliness? Thank you for reading my letter and every advice you can get me and everyone else who has experienced similar situations. Please pray for me and I'll pray for you as always. Sorry this letter got too personal. Sorry this letter is too long and I'm sorry it made some grammar mistakes. I'm still learning English. With love, Adela. 
<laughs> don't apologize, Adela. You're fine. You're fine. You don't need to apologize. The letter's not too long. It's not too personal. And your grammar mistakes are fine. You you did very well. I'm very impressed. I only know English. So the fact that you uh, are able to do this in a, a, a language completely separate from what you've grown up knowing is incredibly impressive. And I applaud you. So please don't feel you need to apologize. So dealing with losing uh, a friend because you both are in separate places, different places and such. It's tricky. You know what? My best friend growing up, he would, I've told this story before, he would stay with his dad because his parents were divorced. So he would stay with his father in the summertime. And so my summers where it's, you know, time out of school and all of that, my best friend was always gone. And it was really hard because I never got to spend my summers with my best friend. And so that reminds me of this situation here for you. And and I think the best way to, the way I dealt with it when I was younger was I would get myself into, you know, the movies and the characters and the things that I did. I created, I wrote, I I made up things. I, I, you know, made little radio plays. I would record. I would do. I, it was the beginnings of my talking to myself stuff. I, I, I should try to see if I have any recordings of any of that stuff from when I was like 15, 16, uh, 12, 11, 10, 9. I was, you know, I was, I started recording stuff when I was really young, but uh, I don't, I don't know if I have any of the tapes still, but I would make little stories and things. And then, you know, I'd play with some other friends and stuff. There were other people I knew. I'd hang out with that were kind of became my summertime friends. So, you know, you try to engage with other people. You try to find someone else. And you know what you can do is you pray about it. You pray and you say, God, can you just help me find some other friends? Pray that I'm not just here alone on my own. I want, I want to engage with other people. I want friends like my, my one friend, you know, that is, that is gone now because he's in high school and I'm in middle school or what have you, you know, give it up in prayer. That's the first thing that I always say, give everything up in prayer. If you don't know how to pray, uh, for those of you that are listening, they're like, you know, what is all this prayer stuff about? You just, it's just talking to God. It's just telling him rather than, you know, talking to yourself. <laughs> it's, uh, just saying, here's my heart. My heart hurts because I'm, I'm sad that my friend isn't here anymore. And I, I just want someone else that I can talk to like that and have fun with like that. So, if it be in your will, could you help me out there and give me the encouragement? Also give me the ability to seek out friends and to be brave and to be bold and to speak up in places where I might normally not and engage with someone and say hi to somebody different. You know, stuff like that. It makes a difference in our lives. Prayer helps us by helping us figure it out. And of course, if you're a, if you're a Christian and some, or somebody that reads the Bible at all, you know, find stories within it that can encourage you and and help you and that you can relate to. But prayer is is very helpful and not giving up and and stepping out of our comfort zones. That's the other thing that helps. What do I mean by that? I mean, you know, say there's somebody else that you're like um, you notice they like the same things because they got, you know, say they got a Star Wars shirt on. I don't know. I'm I'm making up circumstances, but I'm trying to give you an idea of what I mean. And you like Star Wars. So you're like, oh, you like Star Wars? And just start, try to strike up a conversation with people. And be open to new friendships and pray for new friendships. And and create in those times that you're alone, rather than feeling alone, know that you're not alone. You're with God. And 
create things if you can. Write stories or just journal. Just write your thoughts down even too. That's another great way to to handle sadness or loneliness is to write out your feelings. I really enjoy listening to music. Music is fills my soul and it helps me when I'm down. I listen to music. I listen to things that are uplifting and make me feel good. I watch something that is fun and makes me feel good. These are the things that I I would do, Adela, and I pray that you would you would find a new friend and that your friend that has gone off to high school that the the two of you can become uh, close friends again at some point soon you know later on in life or as you as you get older and you you both have the ability to uh, hang out more because you can drive or whatever too so I'm praying for you and I pray for the best for you and Bob ooh, um I there was one letter I wanted to read oh yeah see right there Oh, indubitably, yes, yes, I like that. Okay, yes. So this is an update. I don't know, uh, for those of you that have been listening to the show and listen in sequence and know all the various letters I've read, a few episodes back, uh, I read a letter from Colin in Utah, and it was about a fire. I had read uh, the story of Colin losing his job due to a fire, and in in the workshop, he's a woodworker, and in... Very, very uh, sad story of how, what do you do? This is an update from Colin, and I just wanted to read it all to you and I, because I, it's incredibly encouraging. So I'm just going to read it. It says, Hi, James. I'm writing this after listening to Season 2, Episode 5 of The Jack Cast. On that episode, you answered an email I sent a few weeks ago regarding a tragic fire that broke out at my workplace. I'm here to spread some good news in the light of the fire. When I wrote the previous email, it was during the day of the fire, and so uh, so many emotions were scattered, and I let my fear get a hold of me. The days following the fire, our director of operations kept in contact with everyone on our Facebook company group and gave us day-to-day updates. The following Monday, we had a breakfast together and reconnected with everyone. While having a delicious breakfast, we took our seats as the owners and the director of operations held a meeting to discuss our future. In short... They said we're rebuilding and we're reconfiguring our other building that wasn't touched at all by the fire and combining our two separate production teams into one big team. This will remain until construction is completed. The insurance came through for us to rebuild as well as compensation for lost wages. Your advice about talking with a pastor helped. If anything, the fire strengthened me as a Christian to not worry about myself, but for others. Caring about their needs, being in service to them, kept my mind off of the fire. I even posted my personal number on our Facebook page for our employees who needed to talk. The trend of other employees posting numbers followed. We're out of work for three weeks, but there is still demand, and we have several warehouses in the country of our product that we can sell while rebuilding and getting ready for production to begin. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Everyone at the company is like family. At the end of the day, we're thankful we have a spare building and no one perished. Thank you for taking my email and giving me much-needed advice. I hope my advice from my email helped other listeners who may have needed to hear it. Thank you, James. God bless you. Look at that. Isn't that wonderful? I, I, I wanted to share that, Bob, because you remember it was, yeah, it was about five episodes ago then because we're on season two, episode 10, and that was season two, episode five that I read Colin's letter about this fire. Very, very tragic, but a wonderful, wonderful update to hear. And it's great to hear about the whole being of service to others over ourselves. And I just love that. I love that, Colin. So thank you so much, Colin, for sharing that. And Bob, I think that's all the time we really have because, boy, we are uh, really closing in on an hour and a half here. It's amazing how quick the time goes here on the Jackcast. Oh, and doobity-dee and doobity-doo. But I hope that people will send their letters and such. 
That's right. And we're going to, you know, keep responding to letters. There's so many wonderful letters that I've gotten here. And I thank you all for, for sending them. And so many, so many wonderful folks, so many wonderful letters from so many wonderful people here at the James Arnold Taylor podcast. I thank you all. I want to try to get to all of them as I, as much as I can, but I also ooh, need to drink some water. But I also really want to start, like I say, trying to kind of change the format of the show a little to start telling you more of my stories and focusing in on that because I want to help you all in that way. Okay. But Bob, thank you for uh, doing that and uh, hanging out with me here. Oh, and doobity-dee and doobity doo Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. And let's bring in Mr. Announcer Guy to read the legal mumbo-jumbo for the show. Yeah, man, it's all new. That's right. You got to say 2020 now for your copyright. Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay, you want to do the legal mumbo jumbo, and then we'll get on. We're, but we're not done. The show's not done. If you're still listening, to, don't worry. We got more. But he's going to read the legal mumbo jumbo now to get that all out of the way, and then we'll end the show with something else, something better, something lovely. Yeah, man. Here we go. Talking to myself. The James Arnold Taylor podcast is a production of Yumi Go Inc. Recorded at Chat Studios. Engineered, written, recorded, and produced by you guessed it, James Arnold Taylor. All voices are parody and should be construed as entertainment only. All music and sound effects used with permissions and licenses through backtracks, digital juice, production tracks, and partners in rhyme. James Arnold Taylor's Talking to Myself, the podcast. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Well done, mumbo jumbo. Ooh, 2020. I like that. Yeah, 2020. You know, that's the big question. You said 2020 because you're an announcer guy. But I would go 2020. 2020. You know, it just doesn't sound as good. I would have been like, copyright 2020. Yeah, man, you got to say 2020. That's right. 2020 vision, that's what we want. Speaking of which, oh, look at this. I'm going to open up my book, Jat365, which I was talking about at the beginning. This is how we close the show out now. I read a page from Jat365. This one says, day 136, challenge accepted. When life gives you a difficulty, grab it and search it for the best parts and believe that's why you have been given the challenge. To grow from it and endure it with patience. You can do it. Wow. You know, I, it's funny because I wrote this book so long ago, I forget some of the things I wrote. And I go, oh, that's pretty good, man. When life gives you a difficulty, grab that difficulty. Okay, so this is what I would say to Adela and everybody else that's listening and asking questions about how do you deal with uh, frustrations or difficulties or anything. When life gives you a difficulty, grab that difficulty and search that difficulty for the best parts of it and believe that that's why you've been given the challenge of this difficulty, okay? To grow from it and endure it with patience because that's really what life is about. Life is not about everything being lovely and wonderful and all that, the way Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and social media and and Hollywood wants to say. Life is not supposed to just be all the good parts, the happy endings. Life is about challenges and struggles and stuff too. Why? Because those, those are the things that actually help us grow. Those are the things that really turn us into acceptable, uh, strong, adult people that can handle anything in life. So when you are faced with a challenge, I want you to do something different with it this week, okay? I want you to grab it. I want you to look at it. And I want you to search it out for the best parts of it, okay? And believe that that's why you're being challenged so you can grow from it, okay? So here's this challenge. I don't know what to do with it. Well, what are the parts that I, I know I can work with? Okay, I got this, but there, that, that, that. You know, search it out. 
take it apart, pick it apart, open a journal, write the pros and cons of it, all of those things. It's so important. And that's what I ask in the book here on day 136. I say, list the best parts. What are the best parts of the challenge that you're going through? So ask yourself today, what are the best parts of the challenges that I'm going through today? And you can say, there are no good best parts. It's all terrible. That's negative. There are parts of it that you can learn and grow from. What can I learn? Let me phrase it a different way. What can you learn and grow from from this challenge? What, by the end of it, you could say, I'm going to be stronger in patience. I'm going to be stronger in endurance. I'm going to be stronger in what have you because of this challenge. And 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 actually, I'm thankful for this challenge. Okay. It, it Look, it is not easy. That's why you're here with me. That's why we're listening. That's why we're digging in. That's why we're doing the podcast. We've got a new year. we got new challenges, but we're going to get through them together at the JAT Fellowship. I thank you all so much for listening to this show. I thank you for sticking with me. I look forward to new podcasts coming up soon, soon, soon. And may you have a blessed weekend if you're listening to this on Friday, the day it came out. And if you're not, then I hope you have a blessed day, a blessed week, a blessed whatever. I'm praying for you. I believe in you. I know you can do it, whatever it is that you're looking to do. All right? God love you. God bless you. And may the fulls be with you and all those fun things too. Take care. We'll see you next time on the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. It's hard to say goodbye, isn't it? (laughs) I just want to say goodbye. No? I got to keep going. All right. See ya. Bye-bye. Goodbye.